Welcome to my podcast, recorded in a new space. Boy, I hope the echo is not bad. Wow, the echo honestly isn't that bad. Uh, we're talking about the uh, webtoon hit. I don't know. I'm not too big in that community. That got turned into a Crunchyroll original. Tower of God. And oh boy, this is a doozy. This is going to be fun, I think, though. Did I forget to mention story time? Yes, I did. Uh, story time. Uh, back before I was willing to pay for any of the streaming services like Crunchyroll or Funimation. You know, rest in peace, Funimation. I'm real sorry, but I have no reason to keep paying for you now if you're never going to add new content. Anyway, that's just that little rant over. Uh, I would just do the ad-supported plans where it was just free and you could just watch. I'm pretty sure those are gone now. Anyway, so I get a bunch of ads on Crunchyroll... For all their originals, and then the you want to be a super fan. I swear, every ad on Crunchyroll is just ads about Crunchyroll, and I've never understood it. Do you not? So it's been a while, so maybe I don't have a stand on it anymore. And then I remember they made a big deal about the Crunchyroll originals. It was Tower of God, God of High School, and then something or other. I really, honestly, don't remember. <laughs> And they've made a few other Crunchyroll originals since, to what I've heard is Tower of God is still the best. So I decided to watch it, get into it. I had nothing about it, knew nothing about it, other than it was a webtoon, which is like Korean, Korean manhwa, which is like manga, just Korean. So, I don't know. <laughs> I've even done my research, and I'm still not entirely confident. Uh, yeah, but... I watched the series, and here are some of my thoughts on it, but honestly, I'd say it's it's worth a watch, even if you're kind of scared away by the Crunchyroll original banner. It's ten episodes, it's kind of short, and they go by super fast. Uh, anyway, let's get on to the actual review, shall we? Spoiler, spoilery free Tower of God plot. Uh, good old boy, bomb. Nice boy. Really, really short, as I'm trying to figure out, and I'm scared to look on his Wikipedia page from little things I've already been spoiled on that aren't even covered in the show. Uh, yeah. Uh, little bomb. We follow him as he as he tries to enter the Tower of God to follow his uh, friend Rachel, who abandoned him. And the adventure that ensues as he meets the as he meets Coon, Rock, and a few other boys, but mainly those two at the beginning. Uh, so, sorry, I got a, I got a text message. Somebody's wondering if I want to hang out with them later. Uh, I'm gonna say sure. And if you're listening, you may know who you are. <laughs> uh, anyway, 
the entire plot is just climbing the tower and the little the little t tests on each floor. If you've ever heard of Hunter Hunter, which, well, I don't think you live under a rock if you've gotten this far. Uh, sorry, sorry, I just finally, you know, he's also wondering if the podcast was, and I'm like, oh man, I have to do some advertising. If he's asking, that's free. I get one listen for free at minimum. I love some of my friends sometimes. Uh, but anyway, let me get back into things. So, it's set up like Hunter Hunter, right? But when I say it's set up like Hunter Hunter, it's set up like early Hunter Hunter. So the hunter's exam, all the tests, all the challenges, and all of that. Hmm, let me think. How do I describe it the best? I I would say it's all the tests in Hunter Hunter that kind of boils down to. But instead of training to be a you know omnipotent hunter, awesome dude who hunts things around the world from mystical artifacts. What do the hunters do? How do they get... Nen. They have Nen. That's why you become a hunter, honestly. <laughs> oh yeah, and that line of credit. I need to talk about Hunter Hunter one day. That means I have to rewatch some of it. Uh, what was I saying? What was I saying? Something about a show that wasn't as good as Hunter Hunter, but it's still really good. Oh yeah, Tower of God. Honestly, the client in the season, I think we only get one to two floors of the tower actually with a bunch of tests happening because not all ta not each tower is just the one test uh we start with a battle royale and then just a not trying to how to talk about that one without spoiling it to test a and also the next test after that is kind of if you know what it is it's kind of oh no and then the little but the crown game i was ten I, I nearly said what it kind of was but not and if you if the words b-o-n didn't tick you off and you haven't watched the show uh, watch the show and if you haven't watched the show please tell me you know what i'm talking about good old crown game and then a little training arc and then a like you know like a very purposeful training arc <laughs> and then one last challenge and that's all season one is, and I was very, very happy. It went by a little too fast. Some of it felt rushed, and I had to. I recently rewatched some of it, and I kind of reabsorbed it. But honestly, on a whole, I really enjoyed it, and that's kind of that's kind of it for the story. And I'm gonna, I would. Let me think. How do I want to say this to my wonderful audience? And I do appreciate you guys every time you listen. But let me boil back here. Hmm. You know what? I'll meet you guys in the next segment, and I'll have my thoughts together. Uh, yeah, that's a spoiler-free story, and now I really want to talk about my favorite part of the show, is the animation is honestly wonderful i don't know technically how good it is because look as much as i don't always like the everything triggers ever done trigger is kind of the king of having really solid fluid animation near all the time in all their shows 
that is helped by some pretty sleek and simplistic character designs but i digress uh honestly i like the show a lot but the thing that really gets me is the art style because they use a very unique one for the show that's different from the manhwa manga the webtoon uh don't hurt me hardcore tower of god fans uh anyway everybody has this real thick black outline and i really enjoy it it's one of my favorite parts of the show it's just because nowhere else i've ever seen this thick black outline and the character design is awesome there's so many unique characters and there's like unique races for characters there's a shadow dude there's this one girl i swear this squirrel and we never learn her name like when i say a squirrel she's got a squirrel tail and she's the size of the squirrel but she's like human it's weird uh we have a giant lizard man and rock my favorite character from the show spoilers for the next segment uh whatever bomb and coon are and lizard lizard people but then there's also whatever whatever the princess is i oh man why is her name escaping me i just watched this show not two days ago why can't i think of her name oh it'll come back to me when i talk about characters and all the creature design everything here is so amazing uh again a lot of credit will go to the original author for this however it's hard to translate stuff like that i mean i'm reading tokyo ghoul and i was watching some of the episodes alongside with it and why they aired some of it out of order from the manga i don't know why lessens the emotional impact in my opinion anyway that's just me talking fast but i think i really prefer these designs and they're translated very well from what i've read of the uh, manhwa i'm very honestly in love with the show and when that season two was announced i got really really happy because i thought ah Crunchyroll original brand didn't do so well maybe we'll never get it but it got announced and i'm very happy about that hmm anything else that i really want to talk about oh yeah the shensu 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 uh wiki save me shensu according to wikipedia itself and not the tower of god wiki so hmm uh it's some of the prettiest water i've ever seen in a show and their entire magic system is based on this divine looking water they use like with bubbles they have it on wands they call them wave controllers all the magic people i love it so much it's so good it's so pretty to look at it may not be the most technically best looking water in the world if someone else holds it up to scrutiny but i'm just it's aesthetically pleasing it's like what you think of when you think anime water but it's gorgeous it's crystal clear with a nice blue tint there's some reflections in it sometimes of of light it's gorgeous i i have talked a good minute about anime water but yeah i really do enjoy it there's a lot of cool effects involving it like uh the second nah third test second test if you put the battle royale in the team building in the first test it's it, um, 
We'll call it the second test. Where they're walking through the Shensu wall. Never explained how people do it. But I I love that little effect of them doing it. It's gorgeous. But honestly. I am watching the anime for the effects. The story's good, don't get me wrong, but the animation, all the character designs, I love just seeing more and more of them. I love all of them. I can't think of one design I dislike. Maybe the dude with a bunch of eyes. Uh, but yeah, that's it for now. I'm gonna, I'm, now I'm actually gonna talk about my characters. I just wanna get this whole part about the animation and why I love it out the way, because it is the main thing that drew me here. Anyway, uh, bye! First off, we have Bam, voiced by Johnny Youngbosch, and I watched both the Bleach dub and the dub. Remember, I always watch in dub if I can help it because I'm a little plebeian. I'm sorry, I have ruined y'all's lives and your perception of me. I like my anime dubs because I can't read and pay attention. Uh, anyway, back to Bomb. Bam, Bomb. They call him Bomb in the dub. Voiced by Johnny Young Bosch, as I said. Watching both dubbed Bleach and this. I enjoy it a lot. It's such a weird dichotomy, though. It's like... Hear, hearing Johnny on Bosch, you can tell it's him. But he sounds so innocent. It's so lovable. I know what happens in season two because I kind of read ahead. And I'm like, oh man, they cast him really well. Oh, man. Bomb's just... He is innocent. That's his main character trait. He's hes aiming to please, and the only thing he wants in life is Rachel. Rachel to be there with him. And he wants to climb the tower. Like, like the show says, all he needs in his life is Rachel. In the beginning segment, it's the story of the girl who wanted to climb the tower to see the stars. And then the boy who needed for nothing, but wanted to be by her side. And I thought, that's just, mm, I love it so much. It's such kind of a powerful thing when you have a character who doesn't have a huge wish. Because, you know, Luffy wants to be the Pirate King. Naruto wanted to be the Hokage. Uh, Goku wanted to be the strongest. Uh, you have Denji from Chainsaw Man, who really just wants sex. I mean, he, want, he doesn't even want sex, he just wants... He wants less than that, but he just wants romantic things to happen with him. Because he can't even, he can't, in his mind, he can't even aim that high yet. <laughs> oh man, I love so much. But this smaller goal, so, because think about real life. There is never someone who wants nothing. Even those altruistic people want to do good. You know, I'm not saying wanting to do something is a bad thing, but... Bam, bomb, bam. It is truly just wonderful. I love him so much. 
He's innocent and pure, and if I could help him, I would. He would win the Hunger Games because people would just send him a bunch of presents. I think that's how it works. I only watched the movie once, and it has been years upon years. Uh, he ends up becoming... It. There's five classes they talk about, and I'm you know I'm perusing the wiki now. Sorry if you're hearing my mouse click. So, I, again, I'm right because there's five character classes, kind of. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Uh, positions. There's the fisherman, the spear bearer, the light bearer, the scout, and the wave controller. And the wave and bomb is a wave controller. He's basically a magician. So he sends out blasts of Shensu to uh, attack with. But that's a little later on. Before that, he has the black march, which is this really awesome-looking sword that has a. Uh, Hmm. How'd I say this? Hmm. Sentient sword? Like, if you know D&D, you know what a hexblade is. Well, maybe. Uh, it's basically this living sword with a conscience, and it says it grants her power, and it's... Hmm, I love it. Uh, honestly, though... He is kind of flat. He does want one thing in the show itself. Reading ahead, I do see where he improves, but I really can't judge it on that since I'm just judging this first season. But he does get better if you don't like him, but honestly, him being so sincere and innocent is amazing. Uh, compared to him, we have the deuteragonist Kuhn, uh, who my friend says sounds a lot like a soccer player or a football player. Um, maybe, I don't know. His la I forget his last name. Anyway, he, he to me, is this kind of rogue. He has, a ba he has a bag, and I don't want to spoil the special thing about the bag, and he has a knife in it, and he fights pretty dirty. He's the thinker. He's the Kurapika of this show, and him having white hair with blue accents is kind of, well, it's like bluish white, but it's white to me. It's, mm, I love it. Oh, man. But he is very much the smart tactical planner, and that's why he's a uh, light bearer. I swear it was a lighthouse? Oh, he he's in a white house. Okay. Maybe, uh, I'm trying to think, because, you know, lighthouse, light bearer, kind of similar. Uh, he basically stands above the battlefield in this little, like, control room, and he's, men he's like, looking over everything going on. You can see everything that's going on, and it floats. It's cool. But definitely more than meets the eye. He has a very dark backstory. And honestly, I'll, I'm ready to bite. I'm having a good time. I want to see more of where he goes, and he does show up in what would end up what will end up being the second season. But again, I really can't talk about it because we're only talking about the first season. Second season's coming soon. Main reason I want to do this, but yeah. Uh, finally, not but but not least, talking about the main trio like you know and the and the crew expands to a lot more to all five of the like the fisherman the spear bearer scout and all that 
is our spear bearer, which is like a kind of ranged fighter. Like they ain't like in your face. They normally have like you know pole arms of some kind, as we so far as what we've seen. Uh, we have Rock, who's this huge lizard dude, and he's like ten feet tall. I love it so much. Like, mmm, mmm, mmm. He basically goes around calling the other two Black Turtle and Blue Tur Turtle for Bomb and Coon, respectively. And Coon has basically tamed this wild man, only looking for a powerful battle just on the merit of, hey, I have chocolate bars. You like chocolate bars. You do what I say, you get more. We got it? We good? Fist bump, it's... Hmm. Whenever they trick him into doing things, just using chocolate bars, I'm like, this is the funniest thing ever. He could kill both of them with without blinking. Like, he is a huge, huge, huge lizard person. I love it. But honestly... This has a huge ensemble cast. All the characters are important in their own way. They all do something, and they all are, do something notable. And that's kind of like currently how Jitsu Kaisen is, but it's not as scrambled as like the current Cullen game arc, where we haven't seen Yuji since the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, recording this in 2022. And, you know, I, I, re I caught up to the Cullen game from the Shibuya distance. Like, I didn't start reading until after Jutsu Kaisen Zero came out. So, I had a little bit of a buffer, and even then I was like, Ugh. Anyway. Sorry, I'm, I got a, I got a, I got a text for a class group chat I'm in. Uh, what was I saying, what was I saying? I can't do all the characters justice, but this is like the core three that we start with. We do get a lot more, and I love most of them. There's a few I'm just kind of lukewarm on, but I don't hate any character besides, besides one. And to do any sort of justice to that, we're going to go to the spoiler section. Uh, anyway, I'll see you guys soon. Tower of God spoilers, uh, please leave. Series is short if you haven't watched it, but if you're still here, let me just lead with this in five seconds. Be prepared. One, two, three, four, five. Rachel can go die in hell. <laughs> I have never hated a character so much than her. He's the entire plot at the beginning is bam, not bomb trying to go find her right turns out she's in the same little test group as they as they are after a little thing goes awry but it's not rachel you don't think he doesn't think it and then they keep fighting he sees her face finally and it's like oh it's her and then the further you go you're like oh no she uh she's she's paralyzed she can't use her legs anymore and and they're gonna stop and the administrators are like, you can't climb the tower anymore. And he's like, hey, if I can do this extra test, will you let me take her up the rest of the tower? And they 
he and his entire testing group because they're all like, oh, Bob, we love Bob. Oh, man, they do it. They do this extra test. They succeed. But right at the very end, Rachel stands up out of her chair and pushes him out into a giant pit of water and then said he didn't make it. Like, she was never paralyzed at all, and then she admits, I forget, like, if it's to somebody... Uh, it's not to somebody. It, she she admits it. Uh, she always hated Balm so much. And the entire thing with Balm is, I didn't mention it, he's an irregular. Meaning he wasn't technically allowed to enter the tower. And if anyone found that out, he'd be in huge trouble. I don't know how they go about this. There's the little guardian of the tower, dude. And then... He, we see in a flashback Balm was actually supposed to be the one to climb the tower and he was the one given an invitation not Rachel she took his invitation she wasn't allowed to be there she was the true regular but the guardian tower basically said hey I'm gonna let Balm in here and if he can do his thing you can keep climbing you, you can take his invitation and he does and then the further on you get the more you realize is hey Balm's honestly better at her than everything at this. And she hates him even more and more and more. She hates having him around. She hates him because he's this little clingy kid who has only ever known her in his life, should I mention. He's never met another person before the tower. And then she betrays all the trust this kid had, literally was willing to take her all the way to the top of the tower just because it's what she wanted. And stabbed him in the back. And I'm like... Because I'm watching this at Crunchyroll, and this is when they had the comments out. I don't know how new of a thing that is. Oh, man. Oh. It hurts. It hurts so bad. And... Mm. <laughs> and then the rest of them, after Bomb's supposed death, are like, we're gonna take you up to the rest of the tower. And they all agree, we'll take you up there ourselves. And then they leave, and the final scene of the show is Balm. Why can I not do this today? Wow. Oh, man. What episode did also did this? What episode of my podcast did this to me, too? Because I think I even joked about it in the episode title. But yeah, uh, all the comments were, I hate Rachel so much, and I'm like, she's not that bad, she just wanted to climb the tower, it was unfortunate she left it, and then I watched that, and I'm like, oh, that is why everyone hates her, like, wow, I get it, how can you be so much of a heartless human being that this person who only thing in his life wanted to help you and be with you, you just said, screw him, like, man, that's... Oh. Uh, sorry about that. My roommate walked in. Uh, anyway, back to it real quick. Uh, so I can wrap this up so he can, because he wants to watch the show at some point. Or I basically said, hey, super heavy spoilers. So if you ever think you'll ever watch it, please book out of here. And he's like, yeah, I might watch it. So I promised I'd be quick. He just got back from class. Uh, anyway, honestly, I love the show. There's so many amazing things about it. I talked about pretty much everything I wanted to, even though I kind of have to hurry this last segment up. I totally recommend you give it a watch. 
learn to hate Rachel as much as I do, and everyone else on the Crunchyroll platform does, apparently. And I'm super excited for the second season. I kind of hope it drops all at once so I can just watch it and then be able to talk about it. Oh man, so good. I didn't even talk about half the characters. I only talked about three of like, uh, I'd say there's a good ten that actually matter. But it's not like there are any good big promotional art that I've been seeing because I was like, oh yeah, here's the show I'm talking about so you can see it. Honestly, please, please give it a watch. Give it a read if you want. I didn't like reading it as much because Webtoon is like, it's supposed to be you're reading it off your phone. It's really tight panels. I don't like that as much. But yeah, I hopefully convince somebody to read it, read it or watch it. And after reading ahead, I think, wow, we are in for a treat when that finally gets animated. So, uh, I guess I'll see you guys later. Uh, have a good day, and I hope I see you back here next week, same time. Oh, I hope you're not listening to this. One of my buddies listened to one episode, like, as soon as it dropped. The day I'm recording this, and I'm like, wow, thanks for the listen. It is 7 a.m., my man. Why are you awake? <laughs> anyway, I'll see you guys later. Thank you for listening, and I hope to see you again soon. Bye!